Haunted American History presents Seclusion Chapter 4 Betsy, I'm going to ask you again. How did your father die? My father died of a heart attack. This is public record. Public record also states that his body had been deceased for approximately 24 to 30 hours prior to being discovered. Correct. Annie was living at home during the time of your father's passing? She was 21. 21-year-old women aren't home at all times of the day. You said previously that your father passed away while both of you were at college. In college. I meant in college. So were you home or at college? We were in college, but Annie was home that weekend for some reason. What college did uh, Annie attend? University of Santa Barbara. And this was the weekend of February 19th through February 21st? My father passed away on February 20th, so that's correct. Why did Annie choose that weekend to come home? Seems like an awful long trip to come home just for one weekend. People miss home and their families. What are you insinuating? Your mother and father had divorced by this point in time. Correct. So your father was living alone in New York. Annie comes home and during this brief window of time to visit family. After traveling from California, she actually is not home at all. She had other reasons to come home besides our dad. Such as? Friends. Boyfriends? Maybe. I don't know everything my sister ever did. But you've said repeatedly how close you were. Do you have siblings? No. Well, you wouldn't understand. So Annie comes home late on Friday night. Your father, as stated in the medical records, passed away on Saturday morning. Annie discovered the body on late Sunday evening? Yes. And your father, he had a history of heart complications? Correct. He was not doing well. In fact, he had been looking forward to seeing Annie for quite some time to cheer him up. Cheer him up? Had he been suffering from depression? He missed his daughter. Had he been suffering from depression? He had a history of depression. Do you know the root cause of his depression? No. He didn't talk much about that. Did his depression manifest in any ways you could recall? He was a quiet man. Stoic. Drinker? He liked to drink, yes. Abusive? No. Never hit you? No. Never hit Annie? No. Never hit Annie? I said no. The divorce papers filed by your mother indicate that your father had been verbally and physically abusive to his oldest child. I don't remember that. Do you think your mother was lying? No. So do you believe that your father was abusive to Annie? I don't know. Well, if your mother wasn't lying, it's safe to assume that your father was abusive to Annie, correct? If that's what the records show. After the divorce, Annie rarely spent time with your father, correct? Not as much time as she did with her mom, our mom. Her flight history shows that this was the only time she ever flew to see her father. That doesn't sound right. Do you have any evidence indicating the contrary? To show that Annie had flown to see her father at a different point in time? I'm sure I can find conflicting evidence. Betsy, you don't think it's odd that the one time in her whole life that Annie flew home to see her father, he died? That's a colossal accusation you're proposing, detective. 
I'm simply stating the facts. You're trying to trick me into saying something false. If this is how the rest of this interview is going to go, I would prefer to not be involved. You are free to leave at any time, Miss Stewart. We can conduct the rest of our investigation without your participation if that's how you wish to proceed. Just know that your cooperation seems to be the only outlying factor in proving your sister's innocence. Annie would never hurt my father. That's all I can tell you about that. Depression runs in the family? Yes. Anxiety as well? Yes. Two things Annie has suffered from quite a great deal in her own life. Hence, family history. I'd ask you to remain civil during this conversation, Miss Stewart, please. Yes. Sorry. Did you come home after hearing about your father's passing? Yes, right away. Did you stay home for an extended period of time? About a week. Our records show you flew back to Chicago approximately two weeks after arriving in New York. Okay. Did Annie stay home as well? Yes. Our records have Annie flying back into California two days after her father passed away. Okay. Why only two days? You'd have to ask her. <laughs> what if I could? It shattered her. She had a hard time processing it. Was she present at your father's funeral? No. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that louder? I asked if Annie was present at your father's funeral. No, she was not. And why didn't Annie stay for the funeral of her father? Like I said, she was shattered. She didn't know how to cope, so she wanted to get away from it. And it was shortly after this that Annie was arrested, correct? Correct. Driving while intoxicated? I believe so. After which she spent several weeks in a rehabilitation center? Correct. It was there that she wrote her first novel, correct? While she was staying in the rehab center? Yes, it was therapeutic for her. What was therapeutic for her? Writing her story. That's how she was able to get through the sadness of losing her father. By writing. Do you recall the first line of her first book? We live in the twilight of old morality. Great quote. It's not hers. She stole it? From Updike. Isn't that plagiarism? Do you recall the second line of her first book? No. That's from Updike. Hmm. Good to know. Do you normally only read the first lines of books? I don't normally read. You should check them out. Books. Are you familiar with David Foster Wallace? Infinite Jest. Have you read it? No. Well, he references a story called This is Water, in which there are two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way, who nods at them and says, Morning, boys. How's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a bit, and then eventually one of them looks over and goes, What the hell is water? Trippy. What Wallace is saying is that this story illustrates that the point of the fish story is merely that the most obvious, important realities are often the ones that are the hardest to see and talk about. How does that apply to Annie? Easy. We run from the things we fear. Well, I'm not scared of my sister. I'm proposing that there was a side to Annie that you're having trouble acknowledging. Because she was your sister, your older sister, and you loved her. And now you have been put in this awful situation, and there's nothing that can be scarier than having to admit that you know the monster. My sister is not a monster. Do I need to show the photos of the victims again? My sister did not do that. Can you prove that? Do you have documented evidence proving that Annie was not present at the crime scene on the night of December 31st, 2022? I... Betsy?
No. No. I can't prove that. You're trying to understand how this could have happened. I can't help you. I can't understand. I still don't believe it's true. Unless she says she did it. I can't believe it. We're going to find her eventually, Betsy. The more we know when we find her, the more we can help her out. I just want to help. Is there anyone who may have helped her commit these crimes? No. No. Not that I know of. She skinned their bodies and used them as window shades. You don't know she did that. We know what happened to them. And we know how sadistic someone would have to be to pull off those acts of brutal violence. Were there any signs from when she was a child that she might- Absolutely not. No. None. Did she enjoy violent movies? Violent books? Graphic novels? Millions of people watch violence. And it doesn't mean they commit murder. So Annie did enjoy watching violence when she was younger. Everyone likes John Wick. It's a great franchise. It doesn't mean you're a serial killer, does it? The more you can help us, the more we can help Annie. When we find her. I'm trying to help you. But you're asking me things about a person I do not know. I only know my sister, who would never do something like this. Document 1023-83-1I. This was recorded on December 4th at 9.29 p.m. 4th? Correct. Wasn't the last message the first? Correct. Nothing the previous two days? Not to my knowledge. Okay, you can... Steve? She needed to know. She needed to know she could do it. It. She thought about all the people who had done it. The millions upon millions of people who had taken another life. She thought about what percentage of those people were men. 99% sounded accurate. Or maybe that's shortening it too much. People love a female killer. Men killing men is so blah, been there, done that. But a woman? A woman killer? Lady killer? A lady killing? A lady? That's juicy. That gets the hair standing up. That gets a lot of things standing up. Picture it. She did. She pictured it all the time. Picture a war between women. Women charging through the battlefield, wielding swords and swinging axes, cutting off the skin of other women, the land filled with the blood of women, spilled by women, while the men waited inside, tending to their children. Children who would no doubt never see their mothers again. And if they did, it would not be their mother. Not the mother they knew before the war. Their eyes would be dimmer. Their hands would be shaky. Their speech would be stilted. But this was not that. This was fantasy. But her? She was real. People would wonder why. Why would someone murder someone so perfect, so shiny? The American dream turned into a nightmare. She looked at her calendar. It's soccer Monday, 
It's Hockey on Tuesday. White wine Wednesday on. You can guess. Thursday? Thursday was open. That sweet divine open white cube on the kitchen calendar, untainted by the obligations of family. Open. The way her life used to be. Before the ACL, and the husband, and the kids. Thursday was the day. Thursday would be the day she would feel alive by taking another life. The quality of that recording could indicate a deteriorating mental state. Also, that was very dark. Just a character. In her book. You don't find the similarities alarming? Innocent until proven guilty. I agree, but... She has a lot of fans. Hardcore fans. You know that, right? I'm sure you are correct. I am correct. Look at her book sales. Maybe one of them became obsessed with her books, with Annie, all of it. Maybe they lost their mind and couldn't distinguish fact from fiction, reality versus insanity. Maybe this was them trying to get Annie's attention by making her story become alive. Have you considered that? Tell me about Annie's real parents. Seclusion. Written by John Sachs. Starring Alexandra Gomez, Elena Delia, and Christopher Feinstein. Supporting voices provided by Mia Christinis and Justin Feinstein. This has been a Yes Have Some production. Yes, have some. <laughs>